thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. They'll be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. Hi and welcome back to Learning From Life. I'm Linda Sage and I know I say every week that I have amazing guests but it's just true. I've got another amazing guest with me today and the lovely lady is Sheena Walker. And like most ladies, she still wears a lot of hats. But professionally, she is an international keynote speaker, author and entrepreneur, plus a lot more. So Sheena, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's lovely to be here, Linda. We've been connected for quite a long time now. And so it's just lovely that we're able to engage in and speak like this. So it's super. Yeah, it's, it's great to have a chat. Of course, uh, we're in the COVID world still. We are still virtual. And uh, so any sort of interference or any sort of space you see between us or listen to between us this is the reason why i'm sat in my uh, little cave in my lounge and uh, sheena is snuggled down in her room as well so sheena thank you so much for being here and i know you're a lady of many many talents and uh, so let's just start with with you who who is sheena walker Right now, Sheena Walker is the creator of Performance by Design and right now I'm working with executives and particularly people that have been challenged um, with COVID and I help them to be positioned as an authority in their business and that's been absolutely key right now, helping people to be designed, be different and helping them to look at their performance, their skills in particular, mastery performance and public speaking. But it hasn't always been so clear cut. You know, I haven't always been doing what I've been doing right now. As I say, you are a lady with many hats. So uh, I know that obviously keynote speakers don't aren't born, they're actually made. So how, how did you come to, to doing this? I think that probably if I go back to my earlier days working in the corporate world and then in the public sector. I wore many hats there, as you highlighted. I worked in an HR director, I worked in training and development and organisational change. So a huge part was doing the role separately and sometimes all together. But the role demanded of me to be a speaker, to be able to do recruitment, um, introductions. At, at one point I worked with um, doctors and surgeons, helping them with presentations and revalidation. And, and I guess that we didn't touch on my earlier days as a youth, which kind of links into this, but I guess that looking at when I decided to work for myself, I thought, what is it that I want to do? What is it that 
I could see that I could help people with. And people used to ask me, Sheena, can you help me with this presentation? Can you help me speak different? Can you help me to speak better? Could you help me with a format so that when I go out, I'm positioned differently? My words, not theirs, but so that they could seem more experienced. And I think that in the last six years, what I've um, been doing is I've had a mentor in America, I've had one in Australia looking at um, voice, looking at how people in the business world speak. I've spent um, a year learning about being on camera, being on stage with camera, not just for me, Linda, but so that I could go out and help professionals in the business world. My key aim always was, how can I help other people? So that's taken me on the, the professional speaking circuit and actually setting up masterclasses and, and workshops so that we can help people be positioned differently. And, and of course, speaking, I mean, you, you have got a fabulous uh, Scottish accent. So it's very gentle, it's very easy on the ear. So has this been sort of a door opener for you? Um, yes, I, I think I think so, because when I was much younger, I was um, an athlete and a national coach, and I was always used to speaking and going out fundraising and looking for sponsorship as well as being a coach on the poolside. So it seemed, Linda, that in different age groups, different life, or for over three decades, nearly four decades, I've done speaking in different, in a variety of formats in different business settings. And it seemed quite natural that when I, I guess it would, if I was being open, when I had a change in my own personal circumstances, or when I had a tragedy in my own personal circumstances, I asked myself, am I really doing what I want to do? And at that time, I was an operations manager in the health service. And my answer to that was, no, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And I thought, I want to do more speaking. I want to help people be better performers, to go onto the stage, to be better in the boardroom. So I think it was a natural progression um, from what I had been doing when I was involved in sport. I think it takes time, as you say, sort of within a lifetime to actually find, tear away those layers and really sort of look inside because so many people are sort of motivated or feel they have to be motivated by external drivers. Yes, and I think that's probably one of the things I, that, you know, what I would do different is that, you know, when you've got external factors there, you're conditioned, aren't you? You get conditioned sometimes by mum and dad, you're conditioned by where you work. And I think right now, I am absolutely loving everything I do because I can make my own choices, my own decisions and help the people that genuinely say, Sheena, help me. I can't speak in the boardroom. Um, I can't speak to my suppliers. I can't speak to um, the new contract. I, I don't know how to put the contract together. And I just love it when I can actually say, it's simple. In two hours, you'll be able to do what you've just asked me to do. And there's something brilliant about that, Linda, that if you're trained and experienced, you can take things and make them simple 
for people yeah. to learn. Yeah, that that a big part of it is it demystifying because well, if you co conquer the fear, then a lot of the skills are quite easy. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I know that the line of work you're working in and fear is a word that people use. Can I just give you another angle on that? Mm -hmm. When I was involved um, in sport, I was a swimmer and at five o'clock every day, I think that's why I still wake up very early, I went to train and had to do the drills and had a grumpy coach as well. Um, <laughs> who was quite strict with me, but we never ever in sport used the word fear or failure. And I know that I see it quite a lot now, but because I didn't use it when I was 10, 12, 13, it's not words I've used now, but you're quite right. People do feel fearful. And I think that having, like yourself, done some done psychology it's about changing the words you use and the language you encourage other people to use mm -hmm. that actually helps them to step up and and do things very differently yeah. i mean go, going from a, a speaker to an author uh, sometimes it's a national progression but was it an easy progression for you well that's a sore point linda you've hit on a, a sore point there i've um written um i've co-authored books and i'm halfway through um a book called the, the science of a corporate olympian mm -hmm. and somehow i do find it quite difficult to get into i'm not somebody that can just do 500 or a thousand words in the morning i need a little bit more time but what i've done from looking at successful people in sport and looking at successful people in business, I've created this title and I've actually created um, titles around the sporting world. Um, and allow me just to share that the difference between using sporting methodology and looking at people in the business world, I have an expectation that when I work with someone that in 48 hours or certainly in two or three days, I can actually, through very sleek, clever coaching, get them to do things differently. Andy Murray lives two miles from me here. And when he gets a coached, when he has coaching, if he gets told something today at four o'clock, he doesn't go back tomorrow and do what he did yesterday or today. He moves on. So my coaching involves fast forward feedback coaching, where mm -hmm. people actually move up very, very differently from your normal um, person but the author yes the book the book models everything I'm doing and I wish I could be quicker and slicker at that Linda well it is one of the things that we all work at different areas and it's good actually it's good for people to know that not all areas come easy yes and, and I sometimes think you know because I've had people without you know have given me a kick you know what and saying you know you do this, you do that, you write, you do, get, get this book, get this other book, like, finished, you know, and I think you're right, that being an author can give you that credibility that you need to have when you're positioned as a speaker. And the two words I use quite a bit in, in my writing is performance mastery, which comes from swimming, it comes from business, it comes from 
getting results for people. And so these are two words I use uh, a lot. Yeah, they're, they're really important because, uh, I mean, we all know a lot of things, but knowing it and actually doing it are two completely different things. You're absolutely right. And I think that even in the last few months, I mean, we've got a very tight lockdown here just now that we really are confined to barracks. And it's been an opportunity for me to look at how I manage my time and what I should be prioritising. And I actually have reflected back to my sporting days and thought, how did I train and how did I plan? And how did I have that true grit and determination and that mental preparedness? Why am I not using that? So I've gone back to that reflective thinking and wow, what a difference. It's almost like I start something and I don't move on until I've completed that. So that's been very good about lockdown. It's been game ready, isn't it? I call that being game ready in my world. I don't know if you've heard that phrase, Linda. Yes, yes, I have. They, they often use that in the military as well. That's interesting because I was, I was about to say a little bit of a mystery shopper, but I actually did um, last year a leadership course and it was the military from Sandhurst that delivered it. And it was quite fascinating because the leadership style was exactly the opposite of what I do. I'm much softer, much, although direct, but softer. Yeah. And they were just the opposite. And then I learned that 17, 18 year olds have to be able to take over the line of command. Very fascinating, the military, how they work. They're yes. clever. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another big step for you must have been the entrepreneurship because, I mean, going from a sort of a, a, a comfortable life where you know that the wage is coming in at the end of the month to uh, taking those tentative steps when you're starting out, it, it's a big, big journey. Yes, and I think that when I probably made some silly mistakes when I, you know, had a change in my personal life and I probably should have done things differently but, but I guess that what I did, I worked um, two days a week um, under Skills Development Scotland with young people, which has been another area of specialism as I developed, as I developed my business. And part of what I do is looking at designing very much now, I'm more visible using these words, but even then I was looking at how do we design training? How do we have leadership by design? How do I get people to think by design? So every time there was a downturn or something happened, it was about changing the system that you had into something simpler, into something that was commercially viable right now. And I feel that that's where we're at. Every two or three years, you have to look at being an entrepreneur, being able to think and to design, being able to do things that little bit different and being able to say, well, this is what I've got in my head. I've got this skills and it's packaged in my head. I need to be able to take that and take it out to the commercial world. And that's about doing research and re-engineering about what's happening in the world right now. And I think about that some of the things I did when I went back to the university was international business and economics for my sins, Linda. Um, <laughs> um, but I think it's coming very handy now looking at how you can change things and design things and 
be a futurist. I know, Sheena, that you're very positive in in your outlook, but like everybody, you know, COVID hit sort of March time and for a keynote speaker um, and general speaker, I mean, this must have taken the bottom out of your business. Well, it's interesting. That's a, a, an interesting question because last year at this time, I was pushed a little to put maybe my my keynote, my keynote, how I do keynotes, could I write a course on keynotes so that people could buy it and use it and then perhaps look at coaching. And I also set up a membership site. So that was in August last year. And although, again, I needed a little bit of a push, I'd also started using that membership site and also been doing um, executive coaching across Singapore and in Canada and I'd actually gathered quite a lot of clients. I'm now doing some work in India and Bangladesh um, and so when when this happened I just stopped and looked at how could I expand or focus more in on my online work that I'm doing just now. So that's what I did. And also I'm looking at or what I've done is written short mini courses on coaching and leadership and speaking so that people can actually work with me for six weeks. And I'm about to roll some more of that out. So in actual fact, I've been kept quite busy. And I think um, I also work in training two days a week, which for a a company which stopped and you're quite right that yeah the lack of income can make a difference but I think I've managed to look at the cost effectiveness and the cost benefit of that by doing more coaching. I think that's it there's been lots of opportunities that have come but um, getting people out of that mindset of this is how it's always been done and trying to pull their feet out the mud to move forward has been, has been quite difficult. Yes, I think that what I found here in Scotland in particular is that people, well, you were very polite. I would say that some of them are like pigs stuck in mud, like it's just so difficult, <laughs> um, so difficult to, to move them on. Um, and I think that people say, you know, well, I've always done this for the last 10 years. Um, and so it, it is, and you've got to, I started to justify why it was important that people needed to look at what they did differently, particularly people that were working in digital marketing and social media marketing. Like people have hundreds and hundreds of pieces of paper. And one of the things that's my area of specialism is that right now, one of the things I developed over the last four or five years was having your own signature model. Perhaps you know it as a conceptual model. That is a signature model that you can use that when you go out to speak about your business, you can present your model and your services and your training and your mentoring programs. So I've spent quite a little bit of time with companies, for instance, somebody that worked in health and safety only went out and did the IOSH audit and was a little bit fed up doing that anyway. So I've been working with this gentleman to actually deliver small training bites in health and safety to be able to coach leaders 
in these companies on health and safety and so they can use a different language so that's been that's been something that that was like entrepreneurial is taking chartered accountants people in health and safety and totally different um services and actually shown them how they can take their services put them into a model be able to present that model say for 30 minutes go back into the company and train and then go back in and, and provide mentoring so that's something i've developed it's been really good i must admit that's been absolutely key for me that took me a while to get my head around because i was always doing bespoke training so wherever i was taken into they would tell me what they needed so i would design a new training every time for yeah. each section i did um but then getting my own one took me a while to get my head around that and say yes this is what the the basis is and this is what you work from and then it just falls into place because you've now you've got an anchor yes and, and i think that i know lots of great people linda that have got you know even now are able to continue some sectors have been able to continue but without a model a very slick model that you can either deliver for 15 minutes 30 minutes or 90 minutes of what you do and there's a very clever way to have that formula and i think that's one of the things that i've added into what I do as a speaker. So it's being able to do the keynotes, which gets you noticed, then looking at how you can provide masterclasses on the topic you speak on, and then looking at how you can coach people. And when people see that you have that model, they say, that's quite a clever way, Sheena, to actually work. So I'm hoping I might be able to develop that, Linda. Yeah, no, it sounds great. So we've talked a lot about what's uh, been happening and what happened in the past. So what's the f future hold for you, Sheena? Well, I think the future for me right now is just what I've been speaking about. It's thinking into design, designing and helping others to, I've just written a, a presentation that I wrote for something I'm delivering next week um, in Bangladesh. And it's about dare to be different what is it that successful people do differently? And it's helping others to create that new world, helping others to create that new service so that they too can be commercially viable. Because I think at the end of the day, I genuinely believe that the more I learn and the more skills I have, then I can pass that on to people right now who are not where I'm sitting. So that's part of the future. And one of the other things is that in my model, I've got seven areas that a business would need. I've called them my critical success factors. And they're all about performance, positioning, presence, and being powerful and being able to break through boundaries. But one of the ones that I've written quite recently is on wellness. And I know that's quite close to your heart. Mm, I think that the wellness is something that in sport we called it quality recovery time. Mm -hmm. That means that every day as a top sports person, you need to take a couple of sessions out during the day to maintain your body. So I've done quite a lot on wellness. So that's a program that I'd like to develop further about 
how you look after you first and I know that that's quite close to your heart too that looking after yourself first and then you can actually help other people so the wellness is um, something that I think is quite big now would you agree would you say that? Oh yes totally and I, I, I personally think that the mental health issues around Covid are going to be with us for a long time. Yeah I feel quite sad when um, sometimes people that I know quite well tell me, you know, I was speaking to an accountant last week and he's just saying, well, you know, I can't go out, I can't do this, I can't do that. And, you know, I, I'm starting to feel, you know, just a little bit despondent. And so I think that there is an opportunity there to be able to look at what is wellness. And wellness is not about when you've got something and you say, how do I fix it? It's about that prevention, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And, and I think that that's something that I'm seeing and hearing. And you you can actually just jump in and on that occasion and say you can fix it in an hour because I think it's a much longer process than, than an hour. It's ongoing, isn't it? It, it is ongoing prevention, but um, again, you can make big step forwards by making small changes in a very short amount of time. So it does get people moving and they can actually see that they're achieving something. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, I was having a little smile to myself. You know, I was thinking before I came on here that when I was a swimmer and I had this grumpy coach and I learned such a lot from him and I've actually just reflected on that he used to say to me and I knew him even when I became an adult you've got terrible habits Sheena they're poor and I went really and I thought here was me thinking I was a super duper swimmer he said yes he said you've got this routine that you do every day you put your goggles in the water and you wet them now swimmers do that now he said mm -hmm. you dip your feet in the water he said let me tell you something, Sheena. Successful people don't toe dip. Successful people don't keep fixing things. Successful people have got superb habits. And I was thinking, wow, oh, right. I thought I'd better um, tighten up before I go back to see Mr. Blair or he's go I'm going to have another ear bashing off him, you know. So some of these things, when I was reflecting on that, I thought, Maybe some of our people that have mental health issues, they need to have a new set of habits, some things that they can manage easily, something that's not taxing them. I don't know if you find that. Yeah, very, very much. And yeah, it's as easy to have a bad habit as it is to have a good habit. Yes. And I think that one of the things that... Um, you know, done psychology or NLP. And I, I guess that when you work in sport, a lot of the psychological things come quite easy, but people need to unlearn um, an old habit uh -huh. before they get a new one. Now, for instance, I'm a member up at the University of the Gym, which has not opened and it's been closed since March. And I was aware that I was not doing any exercise in fact i just jumped in the car when i had to go to shops and that was it and i thought i've accrued in the last six months appalling habits that's what i'm saying to myself so last saturday linda i bought an exercise bike 
and it's in my kitchen it's not ideal but I'm on my exercise bike so that's the start of my new habit so it makes you know my family are smiling why have we got an exercise bike in the kitchen because that's my new habit and um, then I bought these rubber bands you know the the bands that you can the, the use. tension bands yes. the tension bands so I've got that and I've got little hand weights so I just hope nobody with a camera comes to my house in the morning when all of this is going on but if I can share some of that routine which takes me less than half an hour and it can lift your spirits make you feel better and actually give you a little bit more energy I think that that can make a difference to the people that are feeling challenged right now very much so and Sheena I know we always have this time gets the better of us because I'm sure you and I could be speaking for hours <laughs> But uh, we're going to have to bring this to a close. And the good thing about the podcast, obviously, you can go back and you can listen to it over and over again because there are hundreds of pieces of golden nuggets there in uh, everything Sheena's been saying. So uh, thank you, Sheena, so much for being with us. It's been an absolute pleasure, Linda. And actually, now when I connect with you online, I think we'll have a different type of relationship and a different type of conversation which is super that's fantastic i really appreciate your time and obviously when time goes on we have other topics you're very welcome to come back and uh, we'll do part two <laughs> thank you so much it's always a pleasure um, being able to share some good practice and quality standards that can maybe to the listeners who think oh i've never thought of that i can go and do that and that's always what you hope for isn't it it is so thank you for being with us and for everybody who's joined us uh, keep well we will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing guest so stay safe bye for now thank you for listening this podcast was recorded in conjunction with the chapel fm art center and east leeds fm radio station for more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk And to know more about what Linda Sage is doing, her website is www.lindasage.com Also on all the other social medias.